The other day, I was running an errand, had my radio on, be bopping along. Does anybody say be bopping? <laughs> I'm listening to the radio station, and they break in between the song. Now, mind you, this is a Christian radio station. And the DJ gets on and starts talking and trying to be maybe relatable. I don't know. But she told this story, and it really just didn't sit well with me. And it kind of made me a little like, oh, I don't uh, I didn't really like that story, <laughs> which we don't have to like everything everybody says. But the basic point of what she was saying was that this was a couple weeks ago. So um, school was ending and I'm assuming that she sends her kids to public or private school. And she was just talking and laughing and making fun of the fact of her school lunches for the kids. So she'd pack school lunches and was just kind of like throwing random, you know, whatever like her game was completely off and done. She's just done because it's the end of the year. And she's like, it's okay. We'll be better, you know, back in, in September when we start back up again. I'll have these awesome lunches and everything. And it just sounded like a little story that people would normally just not think anything about and say, oh, yeah, that's kind of, and I get it. As we get to the end of something, um, when it comes to our motherhood, it comes to a lot of things. We can become worn out, worn down, and lackadaisical, maybe even a little lazy about it, and think that it doesn't matter. Now, maybe partly this is because um, nourishing and whole foods and feeding my family well is something that I feel very passionate about. So it could kind of stem a little bit from that, but it was just kind of her attitude, like, it's okay, I'll just throw whatever and send them off to school. And so today I want to dive into where we're going this is part three of our Living Well series, and I want to specifically talk about working heartily and living well in our motherhood. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. First, I want to say thank you to any and all of you that have left a review on Apple iTunes. If you have not done so, I would really greatly appreciate it. It helps to get this podcast out to other moms. This is basically the algorithm. Now, I don't want you to lie, so say something honest. And if it's mean, maybe just don't. <laughs> but if you can just leave a review, it doesn't have to be anything super long. I'm going to leave you a review. This is by Jump for Joy 85 and she says... I've been following Lee since her Instagram stories and her podcast has been so helpful as we begin our homeschooling journey. Keep the funny and relatable content coming. That's super sweet. I'm going to tell my kids that I'm funny. Sometimes they don't think I'm very funny. I think I'm funny. James doesn't usually think I'm funny either. My, my jokes and humor are off, but I am glad that what I, the stories I tell and that I'm relatable to all of you and I really appreciate it. So if you want to scroll on down on your Apple podcast app down to where it says reviews, it really honestly can take 30 seconds to a minute total. You don't even have to stop listening to this episode in order to go down and do that. And bonus, you might hear me reading your review here sometime on the podcast. 
Okay, so like I mentioned before, this is part three of Living Well. If you've not caught the other two parts, you're going to want to go back to episode 54 and 55 for part one and part two. Those are the basis for this episode. As we dove into the foundation of being a woman of God, and then we focused on marriage. That one went a little bit, a little bit juicy. I hope that was um, not too juicy. <laughs> I hope that that, I hope that both of those have blessed you. So today we're going to specifically talk about motherhood and we are basing this upon Colossians 3.23, and I'm going to read from the ESV, the English Standard Version, and it says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Verse 24 goes on to say that we are working for um, for Jesus. So that's the context. That's the basis. That's what all of this is based upon. And what I'm doing is pulling out certain roles and talking about how we can do that heartily. How can we work heartily? Now, NIV and, and the NLT versions give a little bit uh, more information. Um, NIV says, work at it with all your heart. The NLT says, work willingly at whatever you do. And then the ESV says, work heartily. Now, there's other versions as well, but I think the three of those together, I really like all, I like all three together because it really gives a good uh, full picture with our focus being on working willingly and working hard and just really staying focused on these roles. And we're not doing it for the praise or applause of people. We're doing it out of our desire to honor, glorify Jesus. Okay, so let's talk a little bit here about the mommy culture that's online that's very prevalent. And I'm going to say that in recent years, I'm starting to see people push back and call out this type of mommy culture. And I'm so I'm so excited about that. That just is really blessing uh, to me. So when I say about, you know, this mommy culture, it gets a lot of views online, but like I said, it, it hurts my heart. I couldn't imagine if, I mean, there was no internet or phones and all of this stuff when I was growing up, but imagine placing yourself into your child's shoes and you maybe go off to school, you go off to whatever, and your mom is at home making videos, basically poking fun at being your mother and maybe at you. And what if, you know, whether at that same time period or later in life, you come across those videos that your mom made, how, wow, if, if, if I just place yourself into that child's shoes, if I was to find that my mother said such things about me, and trust me, I was not an angel growing up, but if I was to find out that she was putting that out to the entire world, it would just wreck me, absolutely wreck me because there's that foundational relationship uh, with a ch- between a child and a mother is so important, no matter whether it's boys or girls, like just that is the beginning of learning how to relate to one another and to have that trust broken, or even just, even if they're not speaking specifically about their children, just like the, oh, my children is, you know, it's just, they're so, it's whatever. It's so terrible. Maybe don't say terrible. But it's so overwhelming that every single day, you know, I have to drink a bottle of wine or something like that. We have to remember that motherhood is stewarding souls. Yes, it requires a lot of our time, our energy and emotions. But let's remember that we brought our children here. Whether you have given birth to them or you have adopted them, we have chosen to have these children. They didn't ask. We've chosen And our job now is to be obedient to raising our children 
as God has called us. And we need to remember that we are stewarding souls. We are not just dealing with inconveniences. We are not just dealing with the situations that we're encountering a daily, on a day-to-day basis, whether you have a newborn or you have a young adult that's getting ready to launch out into the world. And unfortunately, that perspective is lost on our culture. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. We absolutely should not be surprised. But we should be the ones that are doing it differently. We shouldn't get caught up in it. You start scrolling on your phone and you come across these mommy culture videos. I don't even want you to watch them. Don't give them the views. Move on. Close up the scrolling. (laughs) Find accounts that inspire. Find people that inspire you. Find books that inspire you. And remember that we are stewarding souls. These are people that are so loved by God and he has given them to us for a time, only a time to be able to pour into them day in and day out. So how do we in the culture and the time that we are living right now, how do we work heartily at motherhood? I've got a couple of things for you here. The first one is I want you to focus on the fact that you are a woman of God and I want you to focus on your marriage. You're going to go back and listen to episode 54 and 55. It's fine if you want to finish listening to this one first and then go back to those or go ahead and pause this one because episode 54 really does give the foundation. But I want you to focus on those two things because when you have that foundation of who you are, who you are in Christ, everything is built upon that and everything built upon that is so much more firm. That is a great foundation. That's a perfect foundation. If we build it upon a foundation of, well, you know, I got this many views and likes on the internet, that that's a shaky foundation because that foundation will, will, will change. It'll go away. But when we have that foundation of who we are in Christ and that who he wants us to be in all of the sanctification (laughs) that he has in store for us, we can base it all upon that. And next after that is our marriage. This is a commitment that we made, not just before 200 people as we stood there, you know, with our hair and our makeup and our nails done and the most beautiful wedding gown ever, not just because that, but because we made that commitment to our husband in front of God as a pastor stood there and helped us to make that commitment. And we need to remember that that is our number one earthly physical person relationship, human relationship, I guess that's better wording, but that is our, that is, that is to be our priority. And so go back to episode 55. If your mind's like, wait a minute, I've got these little kids who need, who need help. They can't even go to the bathroom on their own. Yeah, I get it. So go back and listen to episode 55 because I have that caveat there. Caveat, caveat, what you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So the first one is to focus on the fact that you are a woman of God and to focus on your marriage. Number two, is to view your children as a blessing, even when it doesn't feel like a blessing. And I know how this feels. I remember the many, many, many nights of standing over one specific child while they slept with my hands, you know, over them and being as quiet as possible because I did not want to wake this child because then it would all start all over again. But just my hands over them, just praying, just committing this child to the Lord and praying just, Jesus, I need help. I need, I just need the physical endurance, even just that basic thing to be able to get through. I don't want to say get through, but you you know what I mean? But just like be able to 
yeah, get me through that next day that was coming up, but just praying, Lord, I know you have mighty plans for this child. And I can see those plans now. Now that my kids are older, I can see that. I can see. And I said, and I would say, this child will be a mighty force for the kingdom of God if I can keep him, <laughs> keep him on task. And some of us have those types of children where we're like, wow, they will be a mighty force for something. But I'm like, no, we got, we have to stay focused. And, and each child requires different types of energy for different things. But I, there were many years that I, you know, be situations and scenarios. I'm like, is this really a blessing? And I'm going to tell you now from an old mom to probably a younger mom, maybe you are, is that, you know, I say old mom because it's just this funny, it's funny joke for me, um, is that underneath the surface, you know that they are a blessing. They say the cutest things. Sometimes they do the funniest things. And sometimes you're like, I really should discipline them on this, <laughs> but it's really hard. Okay. I need to walk out of the room and get a straight face so I can come back in and, you know, deal with the situation. But I'm going to tell you, there's going to be more years of your life where you will view them. And I'm not saying they're not a blessing now. They are a blessing now if you have a bunch of little kids, but there will be more years of your life where you're like, wow, I get to, you know, I, I brought these people into the world or I brought these, you know, little humans into my home and now I get to spend the rest of my life with them. What a blessing. The Bible tells us that children are a blessing and there can be day in and day out things that we can lose sight with that. But just keep that in mind in the back of your mind. Write it down if you need to. Put it somewhere where you're going to notice it on your nightstands when the morning you wake up and you say, yep, they are a blessing. Okay, so number three, mamas, I want you to take care of yourself. You need to get rest. You need to get sleep. Maybe you have kids that are waking up in the middle of the night. Maybe you have kids that wake up early in the morning. Then what can we do? What is the solution to make sure you get your sleep? I remember many years not getting a full night of sleep, probably at least 10 years. And if you have more kids than I do, and they're more spread out than I have, then you might have a longer amount of time. But if we can adjust kind of our day and make sure we get some rest, whether that means there's a nap in the middle of the afternoon. I'm going to tell you right now for probably those 10 years or maybe more, I took a nap every single afternoon because I wasn't guaranteed that sleep at night. I probably would have been better off if I had turned the TV off an hour early and just went to bed early, but you need to get your rest and sleep because just like kids get grumpy when they're tired, so does mom. Okay. I want you to be open to the fact that you can say no to things, not just to them, but to other people. Set boundaries. What can you do in this season of life? Don't push beyond those boundaries or you'll find yourself giving to something a lot of your energy and not having your energy for for who you need at home. So I want you to get some rest and get some sleep. I want you to learn what your boundaries are and, and learn to say no. I want you to get outside. Whether it's taking a walk with the height, with the kids, going for a hike, um, sitting outside, reading, gardening, planting some flowers, or just letting them play in the backyard and you just sitting out in the sunshine, whether it's with a book or just watching them get time outside. I know that some of us live in certain areas that make certain seasons a little more difficult, but even if you can get out any day that you can. There have been times where I have taken a walk in the wintertime and I have put on all my winter gear or I thought it wasn't going to be that bad. And I get like to the furthest point I'm going to go from my house 
and it starts sleeting. I have come home, you know, my eyes have started watering and like they're crystallized on my face. But you know what? I felt really good afterwards. And I was like, well, that was kind of an adventure. Yeah, I'm soaking wet. I have to change everything that I was wearing, but that's okay. But get time outside. I also want you to figure out what fills you up and spend some time doing those things. In some seasons of life, that might mean you have 15 minutes each day to do something that fills you up, even if it's just reading a book, knitting, um, talking to a, a friend, whatever it is, whatever will fill you up, figure out what that is. So I want you to take some time for yourself because we cannot pour from an empty cup and we want to be able to pour a lot and pour really well into our family. And when we neglect ourselves, we get burned out and we are no good for anybody. Number four here, when they are about to leave the nest, when your kids are older, they're, they're older teens, they are young adults, they are whatever age, and they're getting ready to fly the coop, leave the nest, spread their wings. Why does everything have to do with birds or chickens? That's all I think of. <laughs> your mind is going to be flooded with questions such as this. Are you ready? You're going to ask yourself, did I do enough? And then you're going to ask yourself, did I cherish those years? Your goal is to be able to say yes to those. We're not going to be able to do everything. So did I do enough? Maybe we couldn't do everything. Maybe we didn't have the finances, the time, the uh, space, the whatever it was to be able to do all of the dreams and goals and ideals that we had. But did I do enough? That's a question. The next one is, did I cherish those years? Okay, it's a little bit hard to cherish the years when kids are, they're just being naughty. <laughs> they're doing naughty things just day in and day out. And you might be in that season where you're finding yourself standing over a child most nights while they're sleeping because you're like, wow, look, they actually are peaceful and calm and they look like a sweet angel while they're sleeping and you're praying over them. If that's the season of life you're in, I, I get it. I I remember those days, but there are so many fun things that we can do with kids and it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but you're going to look back and say, did I cherish those years? Whether it was times of taking them to the pool or going to visit a zoo, you know, taking different field trips, going on vacation, going for walks in the neighborhood, making ice cream, uh, having campfires, going camping. Um, I mean, just a whole list of things. When I look at my kids and I stop and I think, did I cherish those years? My mind instantly becomes flooded back to all the different things that we did over all the years, the birthday parties and the day trips and the time with friends and the church activities we did. And I say to myself, Lee, did you cherish those years? And I'm, I'm going to be honest and tell you that just yesterday I was crying about this to James and I said, I, did I cherish those years? And, and I, I, I hope I did. I'm going to cry again now. Goodness. I'm not trying to, um, my kids are just getting older and I'm seeing like, wow, this has gone by fast. And I was actually just thinking the other day too, that 20 years ago this summer, I was pregnant with my firstborn and wow, that 20 years have gone by really fast. And I'm like, how did we get here? Because if I stop and I close my eyes, I can feel like that was just last summer. That summer that I was pregnant with her, I worked at 
uh, gardens. I was their wedding coordinator. And I remember sweating so much because I was pregnant. (laughs) And I just remember being exhausted because I was outside every day. But I just remember the excitement of being pregnant with her and the fun pregnancy clothing. And it just was, it was just so exciting. I'm like, wow, that's been 20 years. And so I think to myself, did I cherish those years? And if you're wondering if you did, I want you to go back and I want you to look at pictures from years ago. And I want you to then, you're then going to realize, I know you're going to realize when I say, did I cherish those years? I'll look back at old pictures. and like, yeah, I remember being excited and watching, you know, going to the zoo One of my kiddos was obsessed with giraffes. I remember the first time, he probably doesn't remember this anymore, but going to the zoo and the first time he got to see a giraffe in person. And we have photos of that. And I'm just like, wow, that was so fun to be able to watch and experience it through him. So I want you just to remember that when they are about to leave the nest, you're going to ask yourself two questions. And I hope that these two questions help you to embrace this day that you have. And that is, did I do enough? And did I cherish those years? If you're feeling like I'm not doing enough, you know, we all get to decide what our enough is. It's what our personality is. It's where we are in in life and what God has called us to do and to be. So you have to answer that specific question for yourself. And then did I cherish those years or did I walk around with a grumpy face, annoyed every single day? I hope not. I hope that Well, there's going to be times where you're going to be grumpy and annoyed, but what are you going to do about that? Are you going to allow that grumpy and annoyed emotions to dictate your day? Or are you going to take some time? You're going to go back to number three there and you're going to go do something that's going to fill you up and it's going to refocus your mind. There is just so much negativity out there about being a mother and it's it's a purposeful attack um, from the enemy against this this role that is just so formational in a child's life. And so it's on purpose and we need to recognize that we need to reject it, put our hand up and say, Nope, I'm not going to participate in that. That doesn't mean that if there are struggles with, you know, with your motherhood in your motherhood, that you don't talk to your husband or you don't talk in confidence to a close friend or a pastor or a counselor. It doesn't mean that you don't, that you can't do that. That is actually something you really should do if you're struggling in some areas However, we don't need to go on and make parody, funny videos or rants uh, about our children and then posting them for people to see, even if it's just on your private Facebook for people to know um, of your struggles with the child, because it's not just about you. It's about that. It's about your child as well. And remembering that we are stewarding souls, not just these humans that we're trying to feed and to keep alive and to keep safe and get them to the next season in life. If you are looking for homeschool moms who are, or going to be homeschool moms who are just like you, who reject the current mommy culture, you're going to want to get into our Facebook group. There is a link in the show notes, amazing group of moms. You can bounce ideas off of. We don't just talk about just homeschool. It's the homeschool lifestyle. We know that this is all encompassing. So I want you to go ahead and check out that group, jump into the group. And if you are having some struggles or, um, questions, go ahead and do a post, post something about that and get some feedback from some amazing mamas who are also doing motherhood differently and doing it also in a way that uh, relates to homeschooling, which hint, hint, that one's coming up soon. So thank you for listening today for part three. If you did not catch part one and part two, make sure you go back and listen to that. I just really felt like this would be a good time 
in this month before we really dive into the summer break from homeschool to tackle these things. And this verse just really, really was weighing heavy on my heart and wanting to encourage and bless you. So I hope you have a great day and we will see you on the next episode. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.